This episode of After the Show is brought to you by Odyssey. Odyssey are makers of headphones for gamers and audiophiles alike. You can check them out on www.audeze.com. That's www.audeze.com. You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, Sitsok. Hello. Hello. It's been a while. Has it? No, it's been a week. <laughs> Do you think it? Did you think it had been longer than a week? I don't know. I trust you. I trust you and your timeline. What did we review last week? Let's see if you remember. We'll test you every week. The guy. Oh, you're going to look at the page, though, aren't you? I'm not looking at anything. It's the guy. Um, there's like the robot with the face. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Love and monsters. That's it. All right, so um, what's the before the after the show discussion? The discussion was this movie and how wrong you are, but... I'm not wrong, ever. (laughs) Well, there you go. There's an example of a time when you are wrong. (laughs) Have you got anything else to add about anything else? Before the after the show discussion? Any interesting uh, things in your life this week? Well, sad things in my life, yes. Very sadly, my brother-in-law passed away. He is not, it was not well for some time, but then it was a heart issue. And um, so my sister is having a very difficult time and we're moving forward with that. It's always a sad thing in life when somebody's gone, you just, and he wasn't very old. So that was very sad. My family is a different thing about death though. A lot of us, you know, you just keep moving forward if you can. And that's it. All right. So uh, let's get on to, I was going to say let's get on to more happy topics, but this this movie's not happy, is it? It is not a happy topic, but I mean, everything doesn't stop in, in life, in the world, unfortunately, when we lose a loved one. It's, if it did that, nothing, the whole world would just stop. There's a lot of sadness in the world. And this right. is just a movie. It's just entertainment, making some Bum-ass comment on society. We'll get to that. That's part of the discussion about this movie. All right. So, it is Saturday, October the 24th, after the show 656. We're a movie review podcast. Every week we look at a new movie. This week we're looking at Unhinged, which is a 2020 release. It's actually out on Blu-ray November the 17th. So, this is an early review. Very early. Thanks to Lionsgate for letting us review it. Um, You can... The reason it's an early review is you can stream it now on the streaming services, but the Blu-ray won't be here until middle of November. So it's rated R for violence. And Sid, talk, give us the synopsis of Unhinged. You sure? <laughs> you sure you want me to give you the synopsis? I'll give you the one off the box after you give me the yours. Okay. Spoilers in the beginning here. I will just give spoilers throughout, but... 
a psychopath decides to pick on somebody for a very stupid reason and causes mayhem. And we're supposed to think this is all part of our modern, violent, angry, overtly angry society. We're on 656 podcasts. And Sid Talk, still, synopsis, often contains uh, commentary. commentary, (laughs) When it's not supposed to. I've told you about (laughs) 250 ago, just do it yourself. You refuse, therefore, you get what you That's why we have a hybrid. So here's the official, um, you know, synopsis. After a confrontation with an unstable man at an intersection, a woman becomes the target of his rage. Do you like it? I mean, it's accurate. It is accurate. All right, so Unhinged is the latest movie from Lionsgate. Um, This movie got, you know, when the cinemas all closed down, this was one of the movies that was supposed to herald the opening of cinemas again, like the first movie to go back into cinemas after the COVID virus, so about a month ago. And it was a huge failure in that respect. So now it's on streaming and Blu-ray quickly. Because uh, people didn't want to go back to the theatres. So this made very little money. Sure. Not Nothing to do with the quality of the movie. It's just people weren't ready yet. So it's one of those movies like Bill and Ted. Where it was supposed to be a big movie in the theatres. But it nothing really happened this year, did it, for that. So we're all watching it at home. And uh, what did you think of Unhinged? It's well made. It's stimulating. I think that it really, it got me like, oh God, like, you know, I was in it, like totally in the moment in the world being like, holy shit, she did that and he did that. You know, I'm in it. Yeah. You know I'm saying I'm not just sitting there like watching my phone. In it to win it. I'm in it to just experience it because it is well made, well done. People are good. Performances are good. And yet the one tiny detail that we will discuss, I'm sure, that I don't like, kind of puts a puts the exclamation point at the end for me. But as going along for the ride, it's it's uh, pretty intense. So I, I said to you, it's like um, it's hard to nail down exactly what it is. It's like a it's it's an action movie. It also feels like a horror movie a lot to me. But it's it all takes place in the daytime. It all takes place mostly in cars. So it's like a, a on-the-road kind of chase kind of movie. True, true. And it's got elements of lots of different things in it. It's very brutal, violently. Like, if people... If you're the kind of person that doesn't like graphic violence, this has got a lot of that, right? Yeah. And it's really, like, punctuated. It's, it's kind of... I was like, wow, sometimes, you know, like, I didn't see that coming. Or, exactly. Because this guy is brutal. Um there are a few things to the way the story is written that I appreciate. Yeah. So what we've got is we open with this guy doing something really horrible. So we know he's horrible. There's no question. There's no like, oh, this poor man, right? You're no. not to sympathize with him. And then this woman honks at him in traffic. And from then he takes out the rest of his rage on this young woman. Right. And her son or her family and whoever, whatever, right? He's just, it's basically that. It's like Jason or Michael. It's coming. <laughs> or the Chainsaw Massacre guy. But yeah. blaming someone for triggering his emotions. And so then he cuts loose. I mean, she literally... She just honks at him because he won't he, move at a green he light. He doesn't move, yeah. 
This is my point of contention. I would also hunk. No, you, you could be like, was he <laughs> was he staying at the green light on purpose because he wanted this to happen? Oh, he, dear. He wanted to go off on somebody that Didn't day? Didn't even think of that. Or was he just not paying attention? Or was he on his phone or whatever? Right? Well, he did just commit a very heinous act. He did. Or so was I had he been just reflecting on that. PTSD in, in his car there. Maybe. So, Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in his car. She honks at him. It was a bad day to honk at him and ah uh, see you're falling for the trap saying it's a bad day to honk at this fucker so well, what i'm gonna say is this I'm, guy was on the edge my main thing. issue is the little tiny plug-in of an idea that you get from this movie i got it you didn't this is why you're wrong is that you should walk on eggshells around everyone don't ever honk at anyone don't ever upset anyone don't ever really express anything because you never know that person would be having a really hard time and after that moment if you trigger them they might lose their shit and everything they do after that is your fault because you express and I'm not talking about going out and overtly attacking someone or giving somebody shit but if someone runs into you in a store, physically bumps into you and knocks you down, and then they keep going, the message from this movie would be, just don't say anything, just don't do anything, just let them go, because you might upset them and they might do something worse. This is the message I got, which I don't like. Right, and this guy... So that's the premise we're on, is that she honked at him, and now everything that happens... He wants to point out how selfish she is and how she's to blame and everything that he does now is her fault. I but don't I mean, like this that. is coming from the... He's a psychopath. He's a psychopath, but I mean, we're someone's writing this story and projecting it to us, literally, in a movie. That's what movies and stories do. They tell you a thing, right? That's the way I look at it, so I don't like that aspect. So, with him, like, he, it, you know, we... Probably can't go through this review without mentioning Falling Down, the movie. Yeah, that's one of my recommendations. Dunn. Yeah. Because it's like that, but a guy with an intended, like, he's done a thing now. He's done this horrible crime in the beginning. He's got nothing else to lose. And so everything he does is just, it could be mayhem, And right? they keep making a point that he's taking Vicodin throughout the... No, it wasn't Vicodin, it was... It's the other, it's the... Oxycontin. Isn't that another name for Vicodin? I don't think so. I thought Vicodin is just like a Or oxycodone. Yeah, so he's taking... He kept making a point of showing that he's taking that. Yeah, true. Um, And was that... What was the reason for that? I, I was kind of... I don't know. Was that just to make... 100%. Would you be extra maniac? Like, because you're overdosing on it or something? I don't know. I don't know, for sure. Because I'm not sure what all the right side effects the of that are. Right from the very beginning, when he... Oh, he instantly is taking, like, a whole half a bottle of it. Yeah. And um, then he does a horrible thing, and then he goes on and on. And So are so, we blaming his oxycodone addiction now instead of him? I don't know. This That's is my I'm issue. Saying. There's a lot of things that they make a point to show. But so. all of them lead back to this poor guy. He's having a hard time. We should all feel bad for him and tiptoe around him. And I never felt bad for him. In, I never either. In the entire movie. No, because he's horrendous. He's, he's very, he's very instantly violent. Obviously. Yeah, we don't get a sob story. That is true. There's no sob story. No. He just, even, he says straight up, I don't give a shit about what happens today. Yep. If I end up dead, fair enough. Like I'm. Another one of my issues is that you make a villain or an anti-villain because we're supposed to have some sort of like, oh, this guy feels hard done and therefore he's doing these things, right? 
Um, he feels the world's against him and all this kind of stuff. And we're supposed to feel somewhat bad for him. I don't. So the movie unfolds like an action movie, really. It's a lot of car chasing. It's a lot of car crashing. It's a lot of... It stops occasionally for people to be out of the cars. But usually that results in a lot of violence, right? Like it from another... <laughs> yeah. So... But I felt like the way the movie plays out, it's edge of your seat kind of movie. I was always like, what's going to happen? They, um, I've said to you a few times, in movies, there's this very famous thing that movies do where somebody's driving in a car and it's trying to misdirect you so you don't know something's about to happen. And, you know, maybe they're just talking or maybe they're just like singing or just having fun and then something blindsides them. Mm-hmm. This movie has a blindsiding type moment that actually got me. And I usually can see it coming. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I didn't see this one. Well, the, you're talking about the same one. There were a couple, but the well, one... Well, there's just a big one in the middle of the movie. Yeah, no, I didn't the see The biggest that. one. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. And I thought it was impossible to fool me at <laughs> this point because I've seen it so many... How many movies have you seen the blindsiding thing? A lot at this point. You know, where what I'm, what I'm talking about is somebody... Let's T-bone say, and somebody... Yeah, I think Evil Dead might have had one. Driving in a car, car a comes lot. to the side of you, smashes, turns the car over maybe, or whatever. And usually they try and misdirect you before it happens. Well, there's a good this one in this. I actually think it's worth seeing because it got me. Agree. And it was, the stunts looked very good in this movie. Nothing looked like there was CG going on to me. It looked like they're just smashing cars up. Did you agree? Yeah. It's a well-made movie. It's not like a green screeny looking movie. Even when they're in the cars, I wasn't looking at the windows going, that looks phony like it did the other week in some other movie we saw. Do you remember that? Yes. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it did. It, it's, this actually is legitimately, it's really kind of, it looks high budget, well-made. There's good stunts. The actual gore, because there's actual very violent scenes. Violence towards a kid? It kind of makes me wonder, like, what was everyone thinking? Like, what was the incentive for this? It doesn't have a super great message. It's topical, sort of, but it's not... Well, I said to you, road rage is hardly topical. It's, like, ancient now, right? It's, like, <laughs> I mean, it's from still the a thing. 90s. You, well, you read the statistics. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it still, still happens. Thousands it's still happens. It's not on everybody's lips all the time, though, is it? No, but... I don't know. I just felt like, what is the what was the objective here? You know. Yeah, there isn't like an objective, is there? It doesn't seem. It doesn't it's, feel. It's like just it. like they want like a, 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 a gr- aggressive guy coming after this woman, and a lot of violence and. Action. And to make my point, it just seems like they're just telling you to never, never upset anybody because they might go ape shit on your ass. So you should just, you know what I mean? That's how it felt. But that's just me. That's the part that you <laughs> don't like. Yes. But, but that's actually, um, I mean. That standing up for yourself or actually making someone uh, draw attention to someone's bad behavior. If they then do something bad to you, it's your fault. That is the part I do not like. Right. So you you think, you do you think they're painting him as the hero? Like a- Oh, no, not at all. No, I think that was good. They didn't balance it out like in the end with some sob story where we're supposed to go, oh, God, if he only had a chance. Like he was a war hero or something. Yeah, nothing yeah. or, you know, because ex- we don't get any explanation for why he ends up 
well, starts off. It sounded Spoiler like he alert. was jealous. Spoiler alert. He violently murders what we are to assume is his wife and a man in the house that has a for sale sign out front, right? So we're supposed to assume all these things. His life has fallen apart. His wife is divorcing him. She has another man. He goes and murders them violently, burns down the house. And thus, the next thing we see is him at a stop sign getting honked at. And he's already very pissed off. Yeah. And he's written himself off, basically. So, um, you can't feel sorry for him. No. No. Also, you don't know if his wife, like, you don't know what happened with no, his wife. No, exactly. He, he, he was taking these, he's also chewing up these, you know, pills. Pills, yep. He could be completely, like, off-kilter, doesn't understand, you know, he's... Ah, oh, you're giving him some reason. No, I'm not, because... Yes, what you I, are. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is, you don't know that, I mean, he, he kills them at the beginning. You don't know even... If it was valid, <laughs> like in, even in his mind, it wasn't. Right. There, there's no validity. See, you're giving him a little bit of a wiggle room there. That's the whole thing I'm complaining about here. No, because I don't. I don't like the. I like him as a villain. Yeah, he's a. It's a good villain because it's like a lumbering. Like I say, it's like Friday the Thirteenth, and he's not like a big hulking Jason type thing that's yeah. coming for you. And and also because of his physicality. Let's just say Russell Crowe's kind of overweight and bulky looking. He looks like he could just take you down like really easily. Like he looks. He was hefty. You know, imposing. Yeah. So there's that about him. Also, we've seen that he just, he'll just come at you with a hammer or a whatever, right? Whatever he's got, he'll smash you. His fist? Like a dickhead? Yeah. I mean, the, the murder at the beginning, he... Stuck a hammer in their head or whatever. It was like a big wrench. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty nasty. Yeah. And then when he, yeah, a knife and you, he kills a guy in a restaurant. It's, it's pretty, he's pretty brutal. Like he's, he's not like a shooter, right? Because he doesn't use a gun. He just clubs Is you. Is that or, better? Well, it, that's also a different, that's also that made me think of like um, a horror character, like a Friday the 13th, because Jason doesn't go around shooting people. He's just like slits the throat or clubs them to death. And that's what this guy was like. True. He was just this hulking... I feel, I feel like if he's coming for you, it's hard to get away and you're probably not going to win. Because, <laughs> you know... He's, well, depends on what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you like? Did you... Um, maybe some spoilers? Maybe some spoilers. <clears throat> no, I mean about the ending. You want to do spoilers? Did you... Um, yeah, we can. Did you... If you... If you're sensitive to spoilers, go away. <laughs> go away, watch it, then come back. Yeah, so were you satisfied with the uh, conclusion? I mean, it seemed obvious, but it was fine. I thought, personally... He didn't get to keep walking around, let's put it yeah, that way. I liked the conclusion, how she uh, fought him and stuff. But I thought, again, this movie felt like Love and Monsters last week. Like, it got to it too quick. Like, it... It seemed to me like um, there wasn't... It's a very short movie, by the way. It's like 89 minutes. I didn't feel... I feel like it was exactly right. I didn't feel like it was rushed or anything. I was like, oh, okay, that's the end then. Mm, No, I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like it was right. I think because I kind of leapt forward in my head like, okay, one of two things is going to happen here. Right. There's going to be a big takedown. They're going to take him off to prison. We're going to find out as a sub story. Or two, he's going to die as violently as he's made other people die. 
And that's it. So I didn't need a bunch of other filler. I didn't need a big explanation. We know her story. I mean, I thought it was just right, actually. Um, and, and Would you have wanted more? I wouldn't want more. No, I don't know. I, I guess it just crept up on me. I, I was like, I was thinking there was more left of this movie. And mm. then uh, the thing happened. And I was like, oh, there can't be any more of this now, right? That's it. And it was pretty much it. It just came around quick. One of the things, um, there's a lot of like loopholes in this movie and you can't really dwell on them like when you're watching it. I know. <laughs> no. there's, there's tons of it, isn't there? There's, Don't like, dwell. Why is nobody like in the restaurant when the most gruesome thing you've ever seen yeah. in a restaurant is happening? Why is nobody like... You've been trying to help. Nobody's trying to help. Nobody's phone. You don't actually even see an insert shot of somebody phoning. You hear them, someone say, call 911. But I mean, seriously? But then he just walks out of the restaurant. Yeah, he sits there for like five minutes with this man. Gets in his car, just drives off. Fine. You know, he just murdered somebody. People got it on video. He did it in front of everybody. Everybody was cowering in the corner. So there was that. There was also like... She has no money. You know, they make it clear at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, they worked it out. So there's no phone. There's no access to yes. Her car is really crappy. So when we have a big car chase and her car does really well, I was like, what? Yeah, well, that was... that was. But we we're trying to establish that her car is crappy. She lo- he takes her phone. I mean, a car is crappy. It's like, a ba- like an old banger car. It's, it's a bad car. But, but then it does great. The car is actually faster than his really swanky truck. <laughs> yes. Well, no, he wasn't in his truck at that point. He was oh, in that he, minivan. Yeah, but it was not. An, it was a new-looking vehicle. It wasn't an old banger. Also, things like she's supposed to have no money, etc., but she's got a smartphone, and then there's, like, things said in the in the dialogue, like where she said, like the son says, why haven't you got a uh, passcode lock on your phone yep. anymore? And she's like, oh, that doesn't work at the moment. I've... And then you're like, oh, okay. Well, oh, that's, that. That's convenient plot thing, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. he can get into her phone. And then a bit later, it's like, hmm, we've lost the phone. Is there another phone in the car? Oh, there might be a tablet somewhere. Have a look for it. There's and always then, a little something, something. And then guess what? There is a tablet that has phone service. Somebody who doesn't have much money, she's got all these phone service. and You're right. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of that stuff where I kept going, oh, come on. What? What? Oh, she's no passcode on her phone. Oh, that will come in play later. Yep. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of devices. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him that. I'll give him that, that right now. And that car she's driving is going extremely fast and handling corners like a Fast and the Furious vehicle at some points. True. Which you like. Mm. And her driving is really good. Yeah. And it's a real long kind of like vehicle, like a Volvo from like the 90s. <laughs> yeah. And it's real long, but she's like taking it around corners like she's a stunt driver. So there's that stuff. And see, when you start nitpicking... Then you realize, okay, there's a little... I mean, as much as I did think it was well-made and all that, you start getting distracted by those. Yeah, there's, I, I was definitely... There was points in the movie where, in my mind, I was like, where? oh, they've got an iPhone. Oh, they've got a tablet. Oh, oh, it's got cell service. Oh, this is convenient. That's very convenient. Yeah, and also the app that you need to track where the tablet is is on her phone that he's got and he got into because he didn't have a passcode because it didn't need a passcode. Correct. And he understood that there was an app on that thing and he found that. And he found That's people. True. You know, he was like social engineering her through <laughs> her own phone. <laughs> so <clears throat> all that stuff, I had to keep thinking in my head. 
Is that possible? Yeah, it probably is possible, but who would actually do that or think of all that? Like he's going through a Rolodex basically in a phone saying, okay, pick somebody from your phone and I'll murder them right now because you need to be taught a lesson. Yeah, that's kind of the premise, which is... Uh... And that was the part where you actually out loud said, what? Because yeah, he, sa- he, said, he said, okay, <laughs> like, I'm going to kill somebody from your phone now. So pick the person and she out, does. out of your phone that what needs to be killed. And she looks, she thinks about it for about five seconds and then says Well, the first name. she says herself, which is fine. Yeah. But then you stick with that, right? You just, I mean, I get it. I'm not in that situation, but you don't give him a name of a person, you know? And... The late, it was a lady who fired her that particular morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, conveniently to make her life. So a then day you're like, shit. well, you're kind of a jerk. Yeah. So don't think about it too hard when you're watching it because it will, it will bug you. Because there were periods of time where I was like, hmm. Yeah. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, okay. She ain't got a phone anymore. Oh, hold on. She has got a flip phone. <laughs> you know. I mean. There's only so many ways, I guess, you can, you know, the modern day life things that make things a lot easier. Like when the, if it's a movie where all the teens go to a cabin, well, in this day and age, they've all got cell phones. So if something went wrong, somebody had phoned somebody, but immediately it's like, oh, there are no cell phone towers. Yeah, we'd get that in the vehicle on the way, some snotty girl going, (laughs) I don't even have bars. Yeah. (laughs) What are we going to do this weekend? We can't even use Facebook. But these are all... We know these. These are tools that you use when you're writing to tell your story, which is fine. It's just that, yeah, it kind of, the heavy duty, okay, it's like grounded in a reality that this guy seems like a threat, like a real threat, right? He's dangerous. You don't want him near you or your family. He's just clever enough to do all the shit that he's doing. And he's unhinged, as the title would imply, so he doesn't care about the consequences. So all that's very scary. Also, she he's never- not, but he's not like Jason. He's not. He's not a you know chainsaw massacre guy or whatever. He's just a real guy that feels threatening. But then and- you throw in the little movie writing tropes that kind of make him less threatening in a way. Yeah, and uh, the, talking of loopholes, like immediately when he begins to before he he starts threatening her, like. And he doesn't threaten other people yet. He's just threatening her. There was she. I'm like, just drive to the police station, get out of the car, go in the police, <laughs> and say, "There's a man outside. We know his registration plate because we've been told it." Yep. Say it and just stay in the police station. <laughs> you know, but she nobody nobody reacts like they should. Well, if they would, there wouldn't be very many. Movies, I mean, I guess they, yeah, there'd be no movie. She'd go in the police station, then the police would apprehend him. The end. Right? But um, as far as loopholes, forget all that. Just, it is a fun, is it fun? Not really. Yeah, it, well, it is fun. It's edge of your seat kind of tense action movie. It's right? not fun, though. Yeah. So. Because you're sort of celebrating the asshole who wants to do all of that and then blaming the person who sets them off. Even though the person who does all that is 100% to blame. Right. So you're celebrating that guy, and everybody who feels that way, you're like, yeah, fuck everybody. <laughs> I was, that was me. You know that, I mean? <laughs> that guy is played by Russell Crowe. I do, I do see the front of the box, they make it clear. Academy Award winning Russell Crowe. Of course. Crow. Fair enough. Um, 
I mean, it's not an Academy Award winning. This isn't like a, an award. It doesn't say this is an Academy Award no, winning I, movie. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying this movie in particular, it's not a great like feat or anything. He's acting even. Like, even from him, right? Um, I mean, I mean it's, it's, he's it, pretty convincing. I think if that's all you're asking for uh, from a performer. I have to say, is he has an accent. The first time he speaks to her, shouting out of the car, he has this weird accent that slowly goes away and he becomes slowly. like Slowly? It was like the next scene. It, we, by the time we got to the restaurant, And then he's like gone. Australian-American man. Yeah, I thought that was a bit tacky. Like the, like the first time he starts speaking to her and he's telling her to apologize and stuff. He's got this bizarre accent with like, shh, shh. Got southern like that. Why did he only choose to do that in one scene? I don't know. Maybe it's too hard. It's hard. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't help, does it? Like when you're watching it, you're like, oh, is this guy the master of like voices? Is he doing a different voice each time? Or was he faking it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, so, but I noticed that too. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But um, Russell, like, he's imposing, I have to say that, in this. And partially it's due to his weight and how beefy he looks. Because when he gets out of his, like, big truck, he's higher up than you. And when he punches anything, they really pile on the sound effects and the grunting and yeah, all that stuff. That's what makes him, to me, feel like, oh, shit. If you got into a fight with him, like, he would just pummel you, you know? Another pummel. tiny loophole, because, yeah, he punches a woman and a child, he a does. very small woman and a very small child, and they just kind of jump right back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but, you know, I don't know what I would do either. No. So. The kid hits him with, like, a a coal, what do you call that? Shovel. Ashes shovel for your fireplace. He's, yeah. like, hitting him on the head with it. I mean, this, you know, it's it's kind of... Almost traditional horror movie type, taking down the slasher guy. Got at the that end. way, yeah, yeah. That's how I felt too. That's it. Just felt like a horror movie. Like they weren't sure whether they wanted a horror or a action, and they <laughs> went for kind of a bit of both. So Russell Crowe's fine, apart from that stupid accent, which again we don't understand accents in movies. No, why does he? Why can't he, he just have to be, be an Australian anything, guy? He? He just, in fact, it's better if he's just regular guy. Who yeah, could be anybody. He could just be Australian. It's fine. There are Australians yeah. who live in America. Yeah. That's fine. But they don't do that. It's very uh, weird. And then we've got Karen Pistorus as Rachel. She's the uh, heroine of the adventure. What do well, you think? Well, she's of her? a heroine, but she's the main lead. She was actually, um, do you remember the movie The Immortal Engines? Mortal yeah. Engines. Yeah. She was the like, the girl from that. Oh, right. Um, I like that movie. I don't know if... Did it you? wasn't great. It was just a cool concept. I love the fantasy of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of her here? She was good. I was convinced that she was afraid and that... But I wasn't convinced, which is good, she could ever just like flick a switch and be like superhero woman or anything. And she never, never really did. I mean, she kind of did what you would expect to do. Yeah. Which is just lose your mind if someone's threatening your child. And do whatever. But she didn't turn into, like, you know, all gunned up with a holster and anything like that. She was no peppermint. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't mind peppermint. <laughs> or the other one. Kill Bill. That, yeah. And the other one. I forget it now. I recommended it last week, I think. You mean a vigilante? Yes. Yeah, she wasn't that. She was I don't just mind a because those, those are intentionally being what they are. This was just a woman who, you know, had to basically... Find a way. Which uh, was fine. 
Gabriel Bateman plays Kyle, her son. He was alright. He was. He was just like, you know. It's all pretty neutral, let's be honest. They were fine. And then you got the uncle and the girlfriend. Even Westworld was fine. Jimmy Simpson plays Andy. He's from Westworld. You might know him from Westworld. He's actually a pivotal part of Westworld, to be honest. If you remember from the first season. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're not spoiling that one. No, it's really great that um, when you... When Westworld unfolds in front of you for the first time. And then you're like, like, what? Oh, what? It's one of those, isn't it, Wade? You're just talking about blindsided. (laughs) Um, So Jimmy Simpson was good. Again, small scene. Not really much to it, though. But he played it well. Because I liked how he was like, is this guy legit? It just makes me wonder, why are these people, why did this movie get made? And I'm not saying don't make it. I just don't see it. You mean with these high profile? Well... The idea, it doesn't feel like, hey, this is the project I want to be doing to, for any particular reason. I mean, it's not like full-on schlocky horror or action. I mean, it you know could, I mean? If, if this was made exactly the same, but like in a low-budget way, it would just be, people wouldn't look at it at all. They'd just be like, True. oh, it's just, so I don't know. You mean like there's no worth to it and... It doesn't feel like it's doing anything. I mean, it's just a. It's not even like, but it's not entertaining. Super entertaining. It's not like, dun da da. You know, it's not like watching the, uh, what's his name, Rambo seventy five or whatever it was, Rambo Last the end. Blood. Yeah, where you're like, rooting for a conclusion for this character, even though there is a lot of violence and it also seems semi pointless, but there's something about it. You know, this doesn't have, other than them trying to bookend it with, in the beginning, a bunch of clips of society breaking down with, quote unquote, real clips of road rage and violence and people in stores attacking each other and people driving with their phones in their hands trying to comment on society and that this guy is broken down because of society and now this woman triggers him and... That's what's wrong with everybody. And then at the end, that's the lesson she learns is don't honk at anybody because you might have a, you know, psychopath kill everybody in your life. So I don't understand the point. Right. Because it isn't just full on Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Hills Have Eyes, which is just the schlock of it. Right. It's just about scaring the shit yeah, out of you. It's like a Rob Zombie film or, or making like. you be like, I'm not driving through the desert <laughs> or whatever it is. That's fine too. I like those or playing straight up zombie movie or a movie where like we've discussed falling down. This guy is fully to blame for his own actions. He cannot blame society, but that's what he's trying to do. And so you're highlighting this one person in falling down Who's like, society's against me and these people are rude and I don't like these people and so I'm going to act out against everybody. But then ultimately the story comes around to having someone point out to him that he's a whiny little bastard and the whole world is like that. You just need to suck it up and you are to blame for your own choices, right? So that's like a moral tale. Yeah. And you feel a little bit sorry for him. You get that. You get where he's coming from, but in the end you are convinced he's made all the wrong choices. In this, there's none of that. You blame her for honking at him. Even though he's a murderer. <laughs> like, that's what's... It's not telling me anything. So, you know... No, it's just like... I say pick a lane, right? Be total schlock horror 
or violent for the sake of violence. Just That's do it. That's what I said. It did, doesn't. When I was watching it, I was like, "Is this? It's like an action movie? Is it a horror movie? Yeah. Is it a, a political, like a social commentary? <laughs> you know, like exactly. Some, I like think something like The Purge. It goes for what it's supposed to be. Right. It's balanced in that you get it. It's a little bit schlocky." But it's also Social. totally making a comment, on, and it's committed to that. Yeah. You see everybody's side, except for the horrible people. And they are to blame for their actions. The people who choose to participate in and create the purge are 100% to blame for everything that happens. True. So um, this is directed by Derek Borte. He directed The Joneses, an American Dreamer, which I can't uh, didn't see any of them. Um, kind mm-hmm. of an indie director almost. Um, but this movie doesn't come across like an indie film at all. Mm-hmm. Comes across like a big budget action movie. And it is pretty big budget, but do you think that's because Russell Crowe's in it? I don't know. I mean, it looks good. Cost a like lot of 44 big, million or lots, something. Oh, that's not very much. Is it's, it it's Hollywood quite a bit. standard? Yeah. There's a lot of crashes. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic related incidents, mm-hmm. which, uh, and not small. There's a lot of like big pile-up type things. So, and they look very realistic. That's what I was saying to you. They didn't look ho- like Fast and the Furious. You know, there's some green screen going on half the time. <laughs> this you don't. You, you're like, no, that's legit. It looks like they're driving like round here where we live. Actually, like half the time. Didn't you think that? Absolutely. Just it's just a neighborhood. Like, so, well, some of the even that main road where the big truck was. It just looked like mm-hmm. round here. Like, I don't know where it was filmed, but it looks like anywhere that you've seen. So um, IMDb reviews, what's that? That is where you go pick out the one stars, which may not exist yet since this movie is very new. But And uh, we either make fun of the person for giving it such a bad review because we like the movie or we agree with the person because we don't. There's uh, 356 reviews. One uh, for every day of the year. Oh, did. no, that's 265. <laughs> this movie did show at drive-ins when it came out. So there's a lot of people seeing it. Um, the one out of ten people who don't like this movie said, I love the part where, uh, spo- there might be spoilers here, we've already covered that. True, true. I love the part where she kicks him in the head and says, here's your courtesy tap. It doesn't make any sense. What is that even mean? So they missed that uh, the whole conversation earlier in the movie where he's trying to tell her yeah, that when she they honks, must have not seen the beginning. Yeah, she honks at him like this, like honk, honk, two big long honks. Like she's pissed because he won't move. He's at a green light. He then his first introduction to her is yelling at her, basically. Well, not yelling, but being real creepy about it. That everyone deserves a courtesy honk, and he does the tap on the you know, like you. So just yeah, that's a, there's a whole case, yeah. there's a whole conversation about that in the movie, and now this person is saying they didn't hear that. This person also says the rear end of her car has no damage at the end, <laughs> even though she was constantly rear-ended throughout the movie. That is true. Yeah, dude, don't look too close. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> don't look too close. This guy says, at the first ten minutes, I was thinking this heroine is stupid. Then you start thinking that everybody is stupid. <laughs> then you start thinking that the police are stupid. But in fact, what it is, is the story and directing are stupid. I wanted to leave the cinema, 
But the only thing that made me stay till the end is it was very hot outside. <laughs> I'm not, I can't argue with some of that. This guy says, I groaned as much as Crow did in this film. And my cringe bucket is overflowing. Bad acting, predictable, and I couldn't wait for it to end. Well. And this guy says, we have to have this one every week. What a horrible movie. I've wasted two hours of my life that I'm never getting back. Ah. The plot is flat, simple, and you can predict it from miles away. It's the most unrealistic movie ever. Don't watch it. It is not the most unrealistic movie ever. I think The Cube. If you just point him in the direction of The Cube, if he thinks that one is more realistic than this one, <laughs> then his, he has no credibility. This guy says, I think Russell Crowe wants to be John Goodman, but not as good as John Goodman. <laughs> oh, that's a fat comment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy says, Crowe does a fine job. The kid is intense, but the dialogue doesn't help. And the pace feels like it's a short story that was stretched. Maybe that's what that thing I was feeling. Um, I don't know. I felt like it was right because I didn't want more. So I didn't want stretched out. I feel like I got everybody's story pretty quickly. So. And finally, this guy says, another sexist, predictable, cliche movie. Oh, man, a creepy guy is stalking a poor, helpless woman. Zzz. <laughs> And man, has Russell Crowe let himself go? When did he turn into John Goodman? Question mark. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. That's it for the uh, comments for this week. I mean, some are fair. There's a lot of mentions of John Goodman. What's that about? Well, that was two mentions, but... No, there was more I was skimming through. Oh, you skimmed. There was a lot of um, John Goodmans. All right. So, okay. Russell Crowe's got a bit fat. We know, but getting fat's not a crime. <laughs> it doesn't automatically make him look like John Goodman. It also doesn't make you bad or anything. No. So shut up, everybody. All right, so um, movie recommendations. I'm going to recommend you some movies that I thought about while I was watching this. Okay. Um, one is Steven Spielberg's Duel. About the man in... Okay, Well, yep. we don't ever see who's in the truck, but it's a... Relentless. L- ...lumbering thing that won't leave you alone. It will just keep coming. Right? Yeah. And the other one is The Hitcher. Okay. Which also is a thing that will just keep coming. I feel you. I feel you. I'm you feeling know? you. I'm feeling yeah. it. Rutger Hauer, the yeah. original Hitcher, not the remake. But it's a thing, isn't it? It's like, you messed with this guy, and now he's not going to leave you alone. What ever. about The Terminator? Also The Terminator. The Terminator 2 more. Well, that guy's actually sent. True. I mean, it's lumbering, but it's... Uh, this is like you fucked with them, and now they're going to <laughs> end you, basically. Um, and I, I would also recommend one that you're recommending, but I'll let you recommend it. Did you do both of them? You didn't have mention mine. You've got Duel and the Hitcher. That's, I've just said those two? Yeah. Are you listening to You can't to have three. No, two. That's all, only me. All, always two. Uh, mine are, <laughs> I was looking up, like... Maybe what the, I don't know. I don't think they're trying to make this guy an anti-villain. You know, we have the anti-hero who is the hero of the story, but has done bad things. So we have to mix up our feelings about them, right? We have to accept that they're doing something good. This is like anti-villain, but we have nothing, no reason to sympathize with this guy. Not really. We're not told why he feels the way he feels. But in a movie like Cadillac Man, right? I don't yep. know if it's good 
If I'd watch it now and think it was good back in the day, I loved it. It's Robin Williams, Timothy Roth. Not Timothy Roth. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. <laughs> I was seeing Planet of the Apes there in my mind. That's not correct. Tim Robbins. Um, you know, the guy goes in holding hostage of the people. And of course, Robin Williams trying to talk him down. And then you get his sob story and, you know, why he's doing what he's doing. And so he's the villain, but he's ultimately, you, you learn why he's doing what he's doing. And falling down. Which again, you understand this person without being forced to sympathize with them. You just understand where they're coming from. And then we luckily have a character who lays down the law. Robert Duvall and says, like, basically stop being a whiny baby to him. Yeah. So that's why they both kind of reflect a little bit of this, but they're not the same kind of violent and relentlessness. I mean, they've got the fair share for the time. I don't know if Cadillac Man does. Or maybe It's not. kind of soft-hearted, I think. Oh, well, I'd have to watch it again. No, Cadillac, yeah, Cadillac Man's more of a family film. Maybe. I'd have to watch it. <laughs> All right, games and Ace Scully stuff. I've been playing a game called Maneater. What do you think this game is about, Maneater? He's a man-eater. Is it about that song? Daryl Hall and John Oates? Yeah, you play Daryl Hall. <laughs> no. What? What is it? I don't know. Think of it. Think I of don't it. know. Is it a shark? Yes. Oh, damn. I was really guessing. So. Well, you did all right. Impressive. So this is a game about a shark. And it's set like... It's portrayed to you as though you're a shark in a Discovery Channel show, for instance. Like, there's a narrator who's saying, the blue shark, you know, like, talking over the top, like, explaining. This is a game. As I swim through the through the things, it's saying, there's a narrator, kind of like David Attenborough, talking, and he's, like, talking about me as a shark. And then it unfolds like it's a reality show on Discovery Channel, I guess, like Shark Hunters or something, but you're the shark, not the men who are after you. The reality show's about those men, but you're the shark who has to be a shark. So it's an anti-villain. <clears throat> We're sympathizing yeah. with the shark. So you're the Got shark it. and you start off. Well, it actually starts off. You're very powerful. You're this big, massive shark. And then the Discovery Channel type show decides to hunt the shark. And they do capture you. And they... Well, these guys sound like a bunch of dicks. Well, they capture you and they cut you open like they do in Jaws. And okay. The next thing you know... This shark's pup is born, you know. It's, this time uh, it's personal. Yeah, and I'm the pup. And then you, the, I, I didn't actually know that a shark child was called a pup. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I didn't. So now you're born as this pup. And your goal in the game is to evolve from being the pup. You, you evolve in different levels. You go, you know, like from the pup to the adult. And then beyond, because... It gets a bit crazy. So <laughs> you basically start off as this weak little shark and you're in the water. And at that size, an alligator is a threat, right? A okay. shark's going to get killed by an alligator. So you've got to like, you know, mosey your way around the ocean and you're uh, trying to eat other species that are not threatening to you to evolve and get bigger and stronger. And you're going through these phases and you're getting bigger and badder. And eventually you'll be so bad that you can go and get those Discovery Channel fuckers who took out your family. Okay, so you're aware of all these <clears throat> things. Yes. Okay. 
So fascinating. It's just a fun, like silly. It's very silly shark game, but it has really. It looks really cool, you know, when you're under the water and you feel as you start leveling up, you start to feel how badass a shark really is. You know, like at the beginning, you're like, oh, it's scary down here. There's an alligator. I'm gonna die. Better swim away. But then, when you become big badass shark, that eventually gets superpowers. Including, <laughs> he says something. Huh? Yeah, it gets mad at the end. You get powers, including jaws that are wired for electricity that electrocute people when right you on. So at first, you're in the sea and you're killing all the stuff and you're eating the jellyfish and you're leveling up. But then eventually, you see all the swimmers at the beach, and it's feeding time for the shark. And you come up and you get all the people on the beach. And you can even get up on the beach and be on the beach for a little while, not in the water. Right on. But then you start suffocating, you have to jump back in the water. So the gameplay is like trying to stay alive. And eating people and eating, you know, you get very sharky. Anything you've seen in any shark movie, you can do in this movie as the shark. Including like when the guys come on ships or boats to hunt you, like the shark hunter people, you can actually jump out of the water and grab them on the deck and like, you know, like they do in Jaws, that kind of thing. Okay. It's a really fun... Is it fun? <laughs> yeah, it's fun because like at first I was like, well, this be cool being a shark, like, and then it introduces you to the shark hunters and they're all like, yeah, we're going to get these sharks, these sharks are just nothing but trouble. And then you're like, no, but you killed my, my mummy shark, so I'm going to eventually... Take you out live on TV. I'm going to jump on your ship and I'm going to eat you. So it's just a fun, like, silly... There was a game like this back in the Xbox One. Well, no, the Xbox, original Xbox era. They made an actual um, official Jaws game back then, which was a similar concept. But this is obviously better than that because it it looks really realistic, like you're looking at an aquarium. It's so rendered nicely. So if you like being a shark and eating people, this is your game. <laughs> um, next week, what the new Watch Dogs comes out, which will be the third game in the Watch Dogs series, Watch Dogs Legion. I'll, I'll talk about that next week. And the other thing I've been playing, if you play Fortnite at all, I do a lot. Fortnightmares is a live, which is their Halloween event. Now, when you play Fortnite, generally... There's a hundred of you. You jump onto the island. The last person standing wins. And there's no second chances. If you get killed, you're dead. And you're out. But now with the Fort Nightmares, when you get killed, you come back as a ghost. And the eventually, there's one person and 99 ghosts. And the 99 ghosts are out to kill the one person. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, mm-hmm. it, The tables turn, like because all the ghosts... The ghost can still die. You can get killed as a ghost and then not come back at all. But it's pretty hard. Like, it's easy to... So it becomes like... The game becomes, as as the people dwindle down and all become ghosts, it becomes like just like a few people and like a big swarm of like 70 ghosts coming at them. And it's like this crazy, like, chaos. So uh, that's Fort Nightmares. It's uh, going for about two weeks over the... Halloween season. 
I'm and that's not, my stuff. I'm not feeling very Halloween-y. I haven't done any horror movies this year. We're going to do a horror movie next week, actually. Okay, good. Because it will it's Halloween on Saturday next week. Okay. So we will do a horror movie. I'm in. Um, and uh, that's all I've been playing. What's for dinner? Oh, you know what's for dinner. Impossible Whopper. Correct. Uh, what's your advice? Uh, my advice is just... Um, it's not really advice, I don't think. It's just my it's take. It's advice. It's just my take. Um, I get really, really sick and tired of people being sort of wishy-washy and, uh, I don't know, whiny. And the idea that if you are kind of like abrasive or forward talker expressing yourself saying what your opinions are don't give a shit of what people think and if someone asks you a question you just tell them your honest answer that that's not being kind you're not being kind you know i just want to say fuck off (laughs) like you can be all those things and be a kind respectful person like a human being that's there's nothing wrong with being I'm going to say me. <laughs> There's things <laughs> wrong with me. But I mean, I just get, I'm getting sick of this new trend of like wishy-washy, keep your, keep quiet, don't trigger anybody, don't upset anybody. Why? Like, I'm not talking about overtly going up and calling someone a name or saying something mean to them, but in the normal course of daily life, to someone say something and you roll your eyes and be like, oh, Whatever. That's an expression of your opinion of that person, what they've just said or done. And for them to them shrink into this like, oh, uh, you know, I don't get it. No offense to anyone. I'm not talking about picking on someone's weaknesses on purpose. That's a whole different topic. Making fun of someone, the way they look or the way they are, who they are, who they love, what they look like, what they think even. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about this normal thing of everyone has to be like this woman. Don't honk at somebody in traffic because, you know, you might upset them and they might do something bad and then it'll be your fault. Nah, screw that. So, like I said, it's not advice, but you can just being afraid and overly like a doormat all the time. It doesn't make you more kind. It doesn't make you more like anything except invisible. Right. The end. All right. So uh, you can catch us on ascully.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google Play, RSS feed, iTunes, Music Store, the TuneIn radio. If you've got a um, smart device, like a speaker, activate it and say, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn. It'll play you the latest episode. It'll do it. It'll do it. We're also on Spotify. And uh, soon we'll be on the new Amazon podcasts have right. submitted us. Even with me expressing my opinions so forthrightly? Yes. Nope. <laughs> oh. Don't ever say the Amazon word. Oh, I said it again. You said it again. In this house, we have to say the E word, the A word, <laughs> and the Azon word so yeah. that no one knows what we're saying so they can't start talking to us. If you look at us. my uh, screen, when I said the, it, some lady came up telling me the news. How did... <laughs> She's like sat at a little desk with a podcast. I like technology. It can get a bit annoying. So um, you can also email feedback to me at ascolyascolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacolyacoly
You got to do something to make me dislike you. I might be neutral. She's neutral towards most of you. I might be uninterested. <laughs> but that's about it. All right. And stay classy. I don't know if it's classy, Russell Crowe, in this. Well, I mean, he did a good job. He did a good job of being a asshole. Scary. And I'm going to say, think for yourself and express yourself or someone will do it for you. You sound like Madonna. Ha, ha, ha.